Blog Talk Radio. And there arose a king in Egypt who knew not Yahweh. And the fear of the Hebrews fell upon the people of the land. So Pharaoh set taskmasters over the people of the land who laid heavy burdens on them which were bitter to bear. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Most High. And he heard them from beyond the everlasting hills. In time he raised up unto them a deliverer whose name was Mashah. And Mashah grew mighty and was taught in all the wisdom of Egypt. But he was a man who chose not to live out his days in the pleasures of Mizraim, and so answered the call of his destiny. And he came to the mountain of Alakim, which was called Horeb, where he saw a flame of fire burning around a bush, but the bush was not consumed. And the Moloch of the highest appeared to him and spoke from out of the midst of the fire, saying, I have seen the affliction of my people in Egypt and have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Therefore, I will send you unto Pharaoh, that you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Masha asked, when I come to the people and they ask, what is his name? What shall I say? The scriptures declare that Elohim said, Ahiah, Ashar, Ahiah. Meaning, I am that I am. I will be who I will be. He said moreover to him, Thou shalt you say to the children of Israel, Yahuwah, the Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob have sent me unto you. This is my name forever and my memorial unto all generations. And the children of Israel became vain in their imaginations and corrupt in all their ways so that they sought to replace the name of Yahuwah with the name of Adonai, meaning Lord. And many forgot his name and went after Baal, which also means the Lord. And from that time, many false names for our Creator have gone out into the world, following us into these last days and creating a controversy among the nations. Our Heavenly Father, who desires that his elect be not ignorant of his name, nor that we should be moved by the signs of the times, but that we should be steadfast in the truth, not wavering nor tossed and turned by the mouths of men. For some say that his name is Yahweh, while others say that it is Jehovah. Still others foolishly declare that it cannot be known. But we who are called and chosen have a sure word of revelation which has come down from the Father of light. We would not have his people to walk in darkness. For I declare that we are the children of light. For he has revealed through the Ruach. Take the original vowel sounds A and U, which are from the three pure vowel sounds which make up all the Semitic languages 
and applied them to the four Hebrew letters, Yod, Hey, Wah, Hey, and the name of Yahuwah is revealed. Therefore, let the name of Yahuwah rise upon the islands of Indonesia, and echo beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. Let his magnificent name soar above the heights of the Himalayas, rest upon the shores of Sri Lanka. The voice of a messenger rides upon the clouds and races on the wings of the wind, saying, Send tidings of his name to them that dwell in Ghana. Let the name of Yahuwah shake the land of Africa. Declare his name in Zambia, Tanzania. Let it be shouted from Mozambique. Send messengers to sail across the Nile and awaken them that dwell in the Sudan. Let the name of Yahuwah invade the mountains of Afghanistan and rock the whole Middle East. Let his mighty name stretch forth with wings across Europe and Asia and cause them to tremble and sleep in China. Oh, let his name circle over the Atlantic, the Pacific, and all the oceans of the world to touch the shores of America. That his name might read from the peaks of the Appalachian Mountains to the end of the Rio Grande. Let his name extend out over the continental divide and journey down to field Brazil. Oh, let Yahuwah's elect publish his name in every nation and kingdom on the face of the earth. Let it be published in every country, in every city, and in every state. Yea, let it mount up and ride upon the wings of the eagles. Let it glide with the falcons, the hawks, and the crows. Let it reach up beyond the heights of the condors. That his name might touch the stars and fill the cosmos. Let the Malachim come down from the Shamayim. Let them ride upon the chariots of fire. Let them circle the cities. Let them stand upon the walls. Sound an alarm to the ends of the earth. And lift up the trumpet to declare Yahuwah is mighty. Our king is strong. He has subdued the nations. He has crowned the sun. Let everything that has breath sing praises to his name. Let everything with breath praise the name of Yahuwah. Finally, when the end comes, when all things have been put under his feet, and all the nations have been gathered to meet in the city of gold, which is planted in paradise, we will all lift up together with one voice, magnify the name of Yahuwah forever. Shalom and Shabbat Shalom. Hello, Mishpaka, my family, and welcome to Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio. This is where we speak the unadulterated and the uncompromising word of truth. My name is Abed Yahu or Obadiah. I'm just a humble servant of Yahweh. He is our supreme Elohim. He is our master, our creator, our heavenly father. I speak to you in the name of Yahusha HaMashiach, our elder brother, our king, and our high priest. On today's special edition of Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio, we are on at a special time um, on today as people are getting off 
of work and wanting to listen to the show live, I decided to move it to 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'd done that a couple of days ago. So uh, for those of you who are listening in the archives and was wondering where was the show at at noon, please forgive me. It will be on at 12 o'clock noon on tomorrow as well as on Sunday. Okay, so today's topic, Strange Fruit, we're reviewing about the stranger and the sojourner in the nation of Yashariel. We talked about those who can and cannot come into the nation of our Heavenly Father, Yahweh. Uh, people have been uh, talking about, well, you don't have melanin in your skin, so therefore you can't come in. Um, you're, you're not from Abraham, Isaac, and Yacoub, so you cannot come in as well. Well, we have scripture uh, to show otherwise, to prove that the DNA is proven by the Ruach HaKodesh, or the set-apart spirit of our Heavenly Father. So we're going to be reviewing over that um, in uh, just a few minutes. But first, uh, I'd like to go over the announcements, and then um, I promise you as soon as I get through with those, we will go right into the teaching. Um, we was listening to Proclaiming the Name of Yahweh by our dear brother Bennett, and uh, everybody loved that piece, so I, I love to start that uh, particular speech before we begin our broadcast. Uh, and uh, special thanks to brother uh, Bennett for uh, bringing this particular um, song or this particular speech um, out to the forefront so that people will know who we are. Today is Friday, March the 6th, uh, 2020, according to the man-made Gregorian calendar of the Jesuits. It is the 19th day of the 12th Kodesh, or the 12th month. So we are getting closer, right, to the Rosh Hashanah, to the new year. And we are so excited for the Abib, or the springing forth, um, the springing season. Right, it's going to start getting a little warmer in some uh, regions. That is, and you know, Yahuwah is just starting to spring forth his children as well as you know in this Moad or in this season. So we're just so excited about that. I have a couple of announcements to give to you, and then we will go into the show. Um, Talk, teach, and testify. Radio is brought to you by the Bullock Family Foundation in Arizona. Also by the uh, by the group SALT, the acronym for Sisters Abiding in Light and Truth, and it is also brought to you by the Palmer Family Foundation out in Oakland, California. Now, people have been asking me the question about what are you going to do for the Peshach, uh, for the Passover, what are you going to do for the Feast of Unleavened Bread? Well, from April the 3rd through the 5th, uh, our door our doors of our home is going to be open to you, so you can, um, if you live around in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, or you are traveling to Charlotte and you would like to fellowship with us, um, the Kingdom Harvest is going to open their doors unto you on April the 3rd, 4th, and 5th. We have a very, uh, very thorough uh, schedule um, to present to you. Um, we're going to have services on Friday night um, at the Kingdom Harvest of Charlotte. Then Saturday morning, 
we're going to, and this uh, just came up, this was a special announcement that I received earlier um, in the week. Uh, we're going to be going to Rock Hill, South Carolina, and I'll be doing a morning teaching there. Then in the afternoon or evening, we'll be coming back to the Kingdom Harvest of Charlotte, okay, and then we will close out um, Sunday uh, afternoon at 12 noon um, with that. Now, for those of you who are unable to make it, uh, we're going to be streaming the broadcast through Zoom and also through Periscope for our families, um, as well as Facebook Live. So we're going to be streaming that so that you'll be able to see um, what is going on at the Kingdom Harvest, uh, for those of you who can make it. So for more details, please email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com. If you like to attend to our congregational services, if you'd like to assemble in fellowship with us, uh, you can email us at kingdomharvestcongregation at gmail.com. That's kingdomharvestcongregation at gmail.com. So I'll be speaking on April the 3rd, 4th, and 5th. I will be on the 4th in the morning. I'll be in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Then we will travel right back up to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'll be speaking um, in the afternoon at the Kingdom Harvest of Charlotte. So, like I stated, for more information, hotel accommodations, because we have discounted rates on hotel rooms, you can email us at kingdomharvestcongregation at gmail.com. If you would like transcripts to today's teaching or any teaching that I have done prior, please email me once again at talkteachtestify at gmail.com. And for those of you who would uh, like to donate into the ministry so that we can keep this going so people can uh, and will be able to listen to the show all over the world, and, for, uh, you know, it goes, it goes also toward building the Kingdom Harvest. You can um, go through Cash App, just use the dollar signs and talk, teach, testify, but capitalize the T's. So it is dollar sign, capital T, lowercase A-L-K, capital T, lowercase E-A-C-H, capital T, lowercase E-S-T-I-F-Y. These proceeds, once again, go toward the Kingdom Harvest of Charlotte, as well as Talk, Teach, and Touch by Radio, so that we will be able to bring you more broadcast and more shows for you. Plus, everything is recorded, so that way you can go into the archives, and others can go into the archives to learn more about the kingdom of Yahweh. We have done, wow, over or close to 1,400 episodes, so um, it has truly been a journey in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Also, uh, for those of you who are wondering about me speaking at the um, Hebrew Identity Conference at High Point, North Carolina, that will be on April the 17th. For more information, please uh, email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com. I am going to be speaking on Friday night. Um, courtesy of the Seventh-day Harvest um, Teaching Ministries out at High Point, North Carolina. So I'm very excited about that. And other speakers will be as follows. On Saturday, Benea Yashariel will be speaking about 
the uh, DNA of the Hebrews. He'll be doing that. And then on Sunday, Pastor Kelly Richardson from Virginia will be speaking. I'll be speaking on Friday night at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Red Lion um, Hotel in High Point, North Carolina. As stated, for more information, please email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com. Okay, um, that'll do it for all of the announcements. Uh, if uh, those of you who have questions about uh, what we will be doing uh, for the, uh, you know, for the Pashak, like I stated, please, um, you can always email your brother at um, talkteachtestify at gmail.com. You can always do that, and I'll be more than happy um, to assist you with that. And uh, some of you have been asking the question about the stranger and the sojourner. Um, you know, this has been very interesting. How is it that uh, we see the word stranger pertaining to taking part of the Pashak, but then we don't see it in other verses? So we're going to do a brief review on today, and then following that, we, we're going to go right into the lesson, okay? So um, once again, I thank each and every one of you for listening and tuning in by divine appointment to Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio. This is where um, we speak the unadulterated and the uncompromising word of truth. Spoke earlier, brothers and sisters, about the latter days, right? Remember that we, we talked about how um, there was a nation who Yahuwah chose and selected to be his people, okay? We went through many verses, and we have read that, okay, Yahuwah is going to bring back the outcasts or those who have been uh, kicked out of the nation of Yasharia from all four corners of the earth, and he's going to bring them back together. Hallelujah. So we went over those verses. Um, I, I didn't want to go through um, like all of them per se, but there are a couple in particular that I would like to go over with you so that we can go into the instruction. I want us to, and the reason why we're discussing this topic is because as we are living in the latter days or in the end times, we need to get a understanding as to who Yahuwah is gathering in. He's not gathering in a church. He is gathering in his people. So we really need to get a understanding of that. Brothers and sisters, Let's go to Yahshayahu or Isaiah chapter 2. I believe we ended here, and I just wanted to stop, um, but we can go forth now into this particular lesson. Okay? Let's go to Yahshayahu or Isaiah chapter 2. Verse 2 says, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of Yahweh's house 
shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come you and let us go up to the mountain of Yahuwah, to the house of the Elohim of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth Torah and the word of Yahuwah from Jerusalem. We've read in prior broadcasts that Yahuwah dwells in Mount Zion, and the Lamb, who is known as Yahusha, he will be standing upon Mount Zion. What is their connection to the people? Well, in Debarim, Deuteronomy, chapter 32, verse 9, it says, For Yahuwah's portion is his people. Yacub is the lot of his inheritance. Which tribe did Yahuwah give the kingdom to? Well, Barashit or Genesis chapter 49 lets us know that. Verse 10 says, The scepter shall not depart from Yahudah, or Judah, as people would say, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Hallelujah. We read in Tahalim, Psalms 78, verse 68, but chose the tribe of Yahudah, the Mount Zion, which he loved. So we read that. Tahalim 74, verse 2 says, Remember your assembly, or remember your congregation. You have purchased of old the rod of your inheritance, which you have redeemed. The Mount Zion, wherein you have dwelled. Now, we're, we're talking about the rod of his inheritance. Let's go to Shamut, okay? Let's go to Exodus chapter 15. This is the primary reason why we should remember the Peshach or the Passover. Shamut or Exodus chapter 15. Let's read verse 16. Fear and dread shall fall upon them by the greatness of your arm. They shall be as still as the stone. Till your people pass over, O Yahuwah, till the people pass over which you have purchased. Hallelujah. What's another word for purchased? Redeemed. Strong Concordians. H7069, the word is kana. Kana means to purchase, to buy, or to possess. It also means to redeem. Listen, it means to recover. To the people passed over. Mm. The Hebrew word there is abar. Abar means to cross over or to conduct over or to convey over. That's very powerful, right? 
for us to convey over to truth the people whom he has purchased or he has redeemed. Tahalim, 78, Psalm 78. So he has redeemed the people, right? Psalms 78. Let's look at this verse very closely. Let's look at verse 52. We're going to go to verse 52 through 54. But made his own people to go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. And he led them on safety so that they feared not, but the sea overwhelmed their enemies. And he brought them to the border of the sanctuary, even to this mountain, which his right hand had purchased. There's that word, canal again. Now, there, now here we are again, brothers and sisters, with the purchasing. Look who he had brought over. He had brought over the nation of Yashariel. We read that, right? This is the people who he led through the Red Sea or the Reed Sea. Okay? It's right there. It's written right there. So it's not talking about a church or the whole world. He rescued his people, the people which his right hand had purchased. Hallelujah. Okay? Listen. Verse 55. He cast out the heathen also before them and divided them in inheritance by line and made the tribes of Yashariel to dwell in their tents. Yet they tempted and provoked the most high Elohim and kept not his testimonies. Okay? But they provoked him to anger with their high places and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. Verse 59. When Elohim heard this, he was angry and greatly abhorred Yashariel. Okay? So we're reading about a people who he had purchased, but then there was a separation because of what the nation did. Isaiah, Yashayahu, chapter 33. Who's going to be doing the judging? Well, we can read it right here in Yashayahu, Isaiah, chapter 33. It clearly states in verse 22, for Yahuwah is our Shaphat or our judge. Yahuwah is our lawgiver. Yahuwah is our Malek. He's our king. He will Yasha us. The uh, Hebrew word Yasha means he will save us. That's why the Mashiach's name is Yahusha, which means Yahuwah is salvation. 
So he will yasha us. He will make us safe. He will free us. He will defend and avenge for us. Hallelujah. Okay? So we have that written there. So there is a people who he will avenge for and those he will save. Brothers and sisters, it did not change much. Go to the renewed covenant to the book of Yaku. We call it the book of James, chapter 4. Let's go over verses 11 and 12. Yacoub, or James, chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. Then we're going to go to James 1, because I want you to know who Yacoub, or people call him James, who this was written for. Are we there? Hallelujah. Yacoub, or James, chapter 4, verse 11. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaks evil of his brother and judges his brother speaks evil of Torah and judges Torah. But if you judge Torah, you are not a doer of Torah, but a judge. There is one Torah giver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you that judges another? Hallelujah. Maybe we need to read that daily so that we won't be able and go around judging, right? On your own time, read James chapter 1, verse 1. I I love to bring this up. Yacoub, a servant of Elohim and of the sovereign king, Yahusha HaMashiach, to the 12 tribes, it don't say the church, it doesn't say anything about, uh, you know, a Kojic or Baptist, it says to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, salutations, or you could say greetings, okay? So he's writing this to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Very powerful there. To the 12 tribes. Not to the Gentiles, but to the 12 tribes. It still talks about the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? Very point blank. Okay, question is, what makes up Zion? There are indeed three people that make, or three uh, portions that makes up Zion. The people, we are Zion. The land that we will return to, that's going to be Zion. Zion means to graft in. So there's going to be a grafting in, not just the children of, uh, of Yahuwah through Abraham, Isaac, and Yacoub, but also those who are Gentiles that keeps Torah and has his Ruah. We're going to talk about that in a moment. The Torah will come out of Zion. The constitution of the nation of Yashariel will be presented and will come out of Zion. Mashiach, 
Yahusha, will be dwelling in Zion with his people. Let's go to Yeram Yahu, okay? Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 30. Okay, I'm just trying to set the foundation so that when we go into the definition of these strangers, you'll be able to have it, and if you're jotting it down, uh, you'll be able to understand completely what we are talking about. Yasha Yahu, Jeremiah, chapter 30. Let's go to verse 17. For I will restore health unto you, and I will heal you of your wounds, says Yahweh, because they call you an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeks after. So in order for us to understand the latter days or the end times, we have to go over some of the language so that we can understand clearly what is going to happen in the end. Okay? So we have to be able to understand what is taking place. So anytime you see beast, the word beast is talking about other nations. Okay? Here's the proof and the evidence. Let's go to the bottom. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Chapter 7. Now, these particular other nations, uh, they would be practicing um, heathendom, okay? Or they would be doing things that is against the will of Yahweh. It's in their nature. The bottom, Deuteronomy, chapter 7. Let's go to verse 14. You shall be, here it is, you shall be Barak. People like to use the word blessed, but we don't. You shall be Barak above all people. People probably need to need to read that. You shall be Baruch above all people. There shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. And Yahuwah will take away from you all sickness and will put none of the evil diseases of Mizraim, which you know, upon you, but will lay them upon all them that hate you. And you shall consume it, all the people which Yahuwah and Yahweh shall deliver you. Your eyes shall have no pity upon them, Neither shall you serve at their Elohim, for that will be a snare unto you. Okay? Wanted you to see that there. We're not supposed to serve their mighty ones or their Elohim. We are to serve the one who delivered us, who is Yahweh. Okay, go to verse 22. And Yahuwah Elohaka will put out at those nations 
before you by little and little. You may not be consumed them at once. You may not consume them at once unless the beast of the field increase upon you. It's talking about the other nations. We're in the bottom. We're Deuteronomy chapter 7. Okay, we read verse 16 and we read verse 22. Let's go to the bottom or Deuteronomy chapter 28. Everybody likes to go there. I like to bring a very key verse. Deuteronomy chapter 28, the bottom 28, verse 64. And Yahuwah will scatter you among all people from one end of the earth even unto the other. He's talking about his nation, the, the, the children of Abraham, Yising, and Yacoub. He's going to spread them from one end of the earth even unto the other. And there you shall serve other Elohim, which neither you nor your fathers have known. Even wood and stone, that's a revelation there. That's a connection to uh, Christianity and other particular religions. That's the first one that comes into mind. Okay. Very good. All right. Now let's go now into... uh, these Hebrew words for stranger, okay? And then on tomorrow, we will get more involved into the word of Yahweh and into the scriptures so that you'll be able to understand these things clearly. Now, there are eight words to describe the different kinds of strangers. You read in Shamut or Exodus chapter 12 as you go over and remembering the Peshach or the Passover that was done in Mizraim on Egypt, you will read, okay, what is this talking about? No stranger can eat of the Peshach, but the stranger can eat of the Peshach. This is what I'm talking about. Let's go to Shamut. Exodus chapter 12. As you well know, the Peshach is only for the nation of Yashariel, right? It was given to his people so that they can start their exodus out of the house of bondage, up under the thumb of Pharaoh, and to escape from Egypt and go onto their own land. Let's go to Shamut chapter 12, verse 43. This is what I'm talking about. I'll read it. And Yahuwah said unto Masha et Aharon, this is the ordinance of the Peshach. There shall no stranger eat thereof. Keep that in mind, verse 43. There shall no stranger eat thereof. Okay, so you read, okay, point blank period, no stranger can eat. Verse 44 says, but every man's servant 
that is bought for money, when you have circumcised him, then he shall eat thereof. A foreigner and a hired servant shall not eat thereof. So a foreigner and a hired servant shall not eat of the Pashat. We're going to talk about uh, these different Hebrew words and their meanings. Verse 46. In one house it shall be eaten. You shall not carry forth aught of the flesh abroad out of the house. Neither shall you break a bone thereof. Listen to verse 47. All the assembly or the congregation of Yashariel shall keep it. Now, here's the problem. Verse 48. This is the problem that we have with the English translation. And when a stranger shall sojourn with you and will keep a shack to Yahweh, let all his males be circumcised, and then let him come near and keep it. And he shall be one, or he shall be as one that is born in the land. For no uncircumcised person shall eat thereof. One Torah shall be to him that is homeborn, and unto the stranger that sojourns among you. Thus did all the children of Yashariel, as Yahuwah commanded at Masha and at Aharon, so did they. Okay, brothers and sisters, you see the problem, right? We read in verse 43, no stranger can eat of the Peshach. Then we read in verse 48, and when a stranger shall sojourn with you, and will keep the Peshach to Yahuwah. So how was that? How can a stranger not eat of the Peshach, but yet we read later on that a stranger can keep Peshach? This is the problem that we have. When you read the King James Version, you don't do the research, or you don't know the Hebrew um, lingo that's being spoken here, you will not be able to get the full definition Neither will you know what is really taking place. So your brother is saying, you know what? Let's get rid of all of this. And let's go into understanding there has to be, obviously, there has to be a difference between the stranger who cannot eat and the stranger who can eat of the Peshach. Right? Because we read it right there. Okay. Now, the most commonly misunderstood word out of the Hebrew when it comes to the stranger is G-A-R. You might see it spelled as G-E-R, which is ger or gar. Okay? When you read gar, when you see that Hebrew word there, that is a particular individual, and you can look this up, Strong's Concordance, H1616, it is, it is a foreigner who becomes a sojourner, or it is a stranger who goes to sojourn with you. So you have to say gar or ger. Gur, which is G-U-R, Strong's Concordance, 
H1481 means a person or it means to gather or it means to assemble or it means to sojourn. It also means to stand in awe. So when a person when a person stands in awe with you and keep to Bashek to Yahuwah, you, you see how that reads? So it, that's a beautiful way to to read that there. Okay. So Gur, that is the one who can sojourn with you. Now let's go back to verse 43, and let's read this in its entirety and plug in the correct Hebrew words so that you can fully understand what Yahuwah was telling Masha Edaheron. Let's go back to Shamu chapter 12, verse 43. Your brother's going to go over the certain Hebrew words. I'll go over the definitions. And then we will continue on tomorrow morning. And Yahuwah said it to Masha and Aheron, this is the ordinance of Pashak. There shall no Nekar eat thereof. Nekar is Strong's Concordance H5236. Now, I'd like to go over what a Nekar is. Okay, because this is very important for you to understand what is a person who is a Nekar. What is that exactly? Okay. The Nekar is someone who practices heathenism. Okay. This is someone who is a heathen. Okay, this type of person should not be amongst you. Now, let me give you an example of someone who is a Nakar. This is a person who is not born in the nation. The example, keep your finger at Exodus because we're going to go back. So Nakar, the Nakar, a stranger who practices heathenism, cannot eat of the Peshach. The example is in Barashi in Genesis chapter 17. So let's go there. Uh, Genesis, Barashit, chapter 17. Let's look at verse 12. This is what it reads. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you. Every male child in your generations, he that is born in a house or bought with money of any stranger which is not of your seed. Okay? There's the word nekar when it talks about bought with money of any stranger, someone in a foreign land or someone who is not of your nation. He that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you. 
every man, child in your generations, he that is born in a house or bought with money of any foreigner. But you see the word stranger, which is not of your seed. Read verse 13. He that is born in your house and he that is bought with your money must need to be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. The circumcision showed or demonstrated the covenant that was presented to Abraham, the covenant between Yahuwah and his people. The cutting of the flesh is very important when we talk about that. You can read that in verse 11. And you should circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant between me and you. Powerful how we have to cut off the fleshly mindset. So now you can understand, going back to Shamut or Exodus chapter 12, the true importance of circumcision. Not more so the physical, but more so the spiritual. Hallelujah. Okay, so before we can even escape Mizraheem, house of bondage, the house of religion and tradition, we must have our minds circumcised, and the Ruach would do that. We must have a circumcised heart. We must have circumcised ears. Yahweh said that in Torah. You have to go back to Debarim or Deuteronomy to read that. So the Nakar is the stranger from a foreign land. That person cannot eat of the Peshach. That was established. Verse 44. But every man's servant that is bought for money, when he has circumcised him, then he shall eat thereof. You read that. We just got through reading that in Parashit in Genesis 17. The rules of engagement pertaining to circumcision verse 45 a foreigner and a higher servant shall not eat thereof okay this Hebrew word is to shab Strong's Concordia H 8453 okay to shab or to shave the to shab is a temporary lodger or someone who is just coming temporarily. They only inhabiting temporarily. They're just sojourning. They just passing through. Same thing with a hired servant. The Hebrew word there is sakur. Strong's Concordius H seven nine one six sakur. You spell that. Uh, C I, I'm sorry, S A K Y R. Going back to the word Tushab, it's just a temporary person. When I say person, a temporary dweller or someone that's just stopping by. You know, like you, you would go to a hotel. You're not really going to stay there permanently. You're just passing through. Now, 
that person cannot participate in the Pashat. There is no connection with the Tushab in the nation of Yasharel. They just want to see what is going on. This person has no rights or protection under Torah. They're just passing through. Here's an example. Let's go to Numbers 16. Numbers chapter 16. Let's look at verse 40. It reads, To be a memorial unto, unto the children of Yashariel, that no Zer, we're going to talk about that in a minute, which is not of the seed of Aharon, come near to offer incense before Yahweh, that he be not as Korah as and as his company, as Yahuwah said to him by the hand of Masha. Okay. So we read about the Zer. Now this is a particular stranger who profanes against Yahuwah, who commits adultery. This person is turned aside. Okay? So, let's go over some of these words uh, real quick. So, the Zer, right, is someone who is turned aside, someone who is turned away. A Tushab is someone who's a native citizen who is just passing through. they only inhabiting periodically. Now, Tushav, going back to that word, comes from the root word Yashav, which means to, to, to dwell or to settle or to come into an habitation. Okay? Now, the word Gur Strong's Concordance 81616, it also means a person who is not of the bloodline that is being brought in. They're coming to assemble or to gather together. They're coming to sojourn as a guest. Hallelujah. Okay? This is the proper Hebrew word or the Abrit word for proselyte. You read about the proselytes in the book of Acts, right? When Shaul and Paul, yes, he is gathering the children of Yashariel back into Yahuwah, but along the way, there are proselytes or the girl who wants to sojourn. Hallelujah. So it cancels all the hoobla about, listen, you know, Yahuwah is only going to gather the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that's it. That's all. It's going to be based on the bloodline and the DNA. Uh, you know, everybody's fighting over these vain genealogies. Listen, it says it right here. And some people who uh, 
whose descendants came from the motherland of Africa, all of them are not from the nation of Yashariel. Now, all of the nation of Yashariel might come from Africa, but not all Africans are from the nation of Yashariel. Did we get that? Okay. All of the nation of Yashariel, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Yacoub, came from Alkaban. That's what we call the motherland. They came from the motherland, but not everybody from the motherland is from the nation of Yashariel. You will read about, uh, you know, people from Ham, from Nigeria, from Ethiopia. That don't mean that they are from the nation of Yashariel. So the girl is the one who wants to assemble. How would they be able to assemble with you? Well, their witness is the Ruach, the Ruach HaKodesh, the set-apart spirit of Yahuwah. And they will keep Torah. They will keep the commandments of our Heavenly Father. They believe in Yahusha HaMashiach. So they have the same right to the Torah. We just got through reading in Shamut, in Exodus chapter 12, the Torah for the homeborn and the one who chooses to sojourn with you. You cannot turn away a person because of their skin color. Yahuwah is not like that. Hallelujah, Yahuwah. Please get the revelation of Yahusuf or Joseph with his coat of many colors. Okay, so let's go over a couple of the words, and then we'll go ahead and be dismissed. We read about the Tushab, a dweller who's coming temporarily. They cannot take of the Peshach. I'm a Christian, but I just want to see how y'all do things. Can I participate? The answer would be no, because they're just passing through. They're going to go back to church on Sunday, right, and probably talk about their experience breaking bread with uh, the Nazarene. You must be in the truth. We talked about not just the two shots. We talked about the Zer, the one, the strange one who disobeys Yahuwah. They cannot partake in it. We talked about the Sikar, the one who gets paid wages by the year or by the day. It's like a particular maintenance man who just comes over to uh, fix something in your home, and then they have to leave. They don't dwell there. They just stop temporarily getting paid wages. They cannot per- they could not partake of the Peshach. Like a relative who just comes over, hey, what's going on? I'm just stopping by, you know, to come fix uh, something in your home. They could not, they could not partake in the Peshach. You get the revelation of all of this later. Those that have ears, let them hear what Yahuwah is saying. So you're going to have people who's going to be the great pretenders, who's going to pretend that they are of Yahuwah. And they're going to try to partake in the Peshach. 
and it will not happen. Yahuwah knows the imaginations of the thoughts of the hearts of men. Okay. Or tomorrow we'll talk more about the Gur and the Zer, right? And the two Shab, we'll go through all of these things in Scripture. That's 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. If you're on the West Coast, we will start at 9 o'clock, okay? That'll do it for me. This has been another Talk, Teach, and Testify instruction. Thank you for joining me on this special edition of this um, evening time teaching of the stranger in the sojourner in Nation Yashariel. This is part three. We'll be doing part four on tomorrow at 12 noon. As you are preparing for your Shabbat traditionally, I say unto you and unto all, Shabbat Shalom. Hope to see you on tomorrow. I'm praying for my family, the nation of Yashariel, speaking to you in the name of Yahusha HaMashiach and our Heavenly Father, whose name is Yahweh. Shalom and Shalom, everyone. <laughs>